And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Israel is pressured by allies over a number of civilians in Gaza as thousands flee enclaves north. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Samantha Ritter will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ray Ryan Nearson will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 78 degrees. And now on to our top story. Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin has expressed disappointment with election results that allowed Democrats to take control of both the Virginia House and Senate, but pledged to work with the party's new legislative majority on bipartisan priorities. Only two ultra-competitive Virginia legislative races remain undecided. The Associated Press has not yet called one House race or one Senate race that will determine the final margins in each chamber. Senate Republicans conceded late yesterday that Democrats had taken the chamber's majority. House Republicans had not issued any kind of statement as of early this afternoon. A Colorado funeral homeowner and his wife have been arrested after the decaying remains of at least 189 people were recently found at his facility. District Attorney Michael Allen said today that John and Carrie Halford were arrested in Wagner, Oklahoma, in suspicion of four felonies, abuse of a corpse, theft, money laundering, and forgery. John Halford owns Return to Nature Funeral Home in Penrose, a town about 100 miles south of Denver. Authorities discovered the bodies at a funeral home building October 4th. Neighbors had noticed a bad smell for days. The Halfords couldn't immediately be reached for comment. John Halford is jailed in Muskogee County, Oklahoma. Israel faces pressure from some of its closest allies over the number of civilians in Gaza. As thousands of Palestinians stream out of the enclaves north on foot because of dwindling food and water and increased fighting in urban areas. The group of seven wealthy nations announced a unified stance on the Israel-Hamas war after intensive meetings in Tokyo, condemning Hamas and supporting Israel's right to self-defense. But today, the group also called for the, quote, unimpeded, unquote, delivery of food, water, medicine, and fuel, and for, quote, humanitarian pauses, unquote, in the fighting. Five Republicans will appear on stage in Miami for the GOP's third presidential primary debate. The group is the smallest to date, but it's unclear whether the increased airtime today for the shrinking group will change the fundamentals of the 2024 nomination fight. Donald Trump is skipping the debate, as he has the first two. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is stuck in a fierce fight for a distant second place. Former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley, the only woman on the field, seems to have found some momentum. Also on stage, conservative entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, former New Jersey Governor Governor Chris Christie and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Some librarians who have been fired as they take a stand against discrimination and banning books are turning to a federal civil rights enforcement agency for help. Librarians in Colorado, Texas, and Wyoming have filed discrimination claims with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the agency tasked with enforcing federal laws about workplace discrimination. Teachers in Wyoming and Texas got fired when they refused to go along with the banning of books in their libraries, while another teacher in Colorado got fired for standing up for the anti-racism and LGBTQ plus programs for teens. Attorneys representing their employees 
excuse me, employers declined to comment or didn't return phone messages seeking comment. Coming up, Governor Bashir says his re-election re- in Kentucky shows how Democrats can overcome U.S. political divisions. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns, right after this. If you remember poodle skirts, mini skirts, or bell bottoms, you're just the right age. Whether you listen to Bing Crosby or Chuck Berry. Or the Beach Boys, the Bee Gees, or the Beatles. We need your help. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you too can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Any age is the right age to donate the gift of life, and the need is great. Today, thousands of people are waiting for a transplant. But only one in three of us over the age of 50 is a registered organ donor. If we all registered, imagine how many lives we could save. How many families we could help. So whether you remember the first step on the moon or the last step of the hustle. Take an important step today and learn more. Get the facts. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Voters have thrown their support behind abortion rights in races in Ohio, Virginia, and elsewhere. And now Democrats look to springboard off those wins by using the issue to drive turnout and shape next year's races for the White House, Congress, and other elections. Ohio sent the clearest sign of the issue's importance more than a year after the U.S. Supreme Court ended the nationwide right to abortion. Voters in the increasingly Republican-leading states resoundingly approved an amendment to the state constitution yesterday to protect access to abortion. Democrats also harnessed the issue in Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Republicans struggled to find a message that will resonate with voters. Ohio voters have approved a proposal legalizing recreational marijuana. Republican legislative leaders are expected to weigh revisiting aspects of the proposal that passed yesterday. Ohio became the 24th state to allow adult cannabis use for non-medical purposes. Under the new law, adults 21 and over may buy and possess up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis and grow plants at home. A 10% tax on purchases will go towards administrative costs, addiction treatment, municipalities with dispensaries, social equities, and job programs. Republican Governor Mike DeWine and some of the state's largest business and manufacturing organizations oppose the measure, citing safety concerns. Ohio is the latest flashpoint in the nation's ongoing battle over abortion access since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned a constitutional right to the procedure last year. Today, voters are deciding whether to pass a state constitutional amendment guaranteeing an an individual right to abortion and other forms of reproductive health care, including fertility treatments. Ohio is the only state to consider a statewide abortion rights question this year, so advocates on both sides of the issue are watching the outcome for signs of voter sentiment heading into 2024, when abortion rights supporters are planning to put measures on the ballot in several other states. 
Democratic Governor Andy Bashir is fresh off his re-election victory in Republican-leaning Kentucky and says his party can overcome America's deep divisions by trying, quote, to lead with compassion, unquote, and improving the lives of the people who elect them. Bashir won a second term yesterday when he defeated GOP state attorney Daniel Cameron. Bashir said in his victory speech that his re-election sent a, quote, clear message, unquote, that, quote, anger politics, unquote, should end. And in an Associated Press interview, he talked at length about how to defuse such tactics and cited his own campaign as an example. He said the best counter is to one, quote, that ties to lead with compassion and recognizes that these are people's lives, unquote. After voters in Ohio approved a constitutional amendment protecting the right to abortion and other forms of reproductive health care, advocates in at least a dozen states are hoping to take abortion questions to voters in 2024. Moves to enshrine reproductive rights are already set for the ballot in Maryland and New York. Voters in states including Florida, Missouri, and South Dakota could be asked to roll back existing restrictions. Voters in Iowa and Pennsylvania might be asked to restrict access, and there are yet efforts to get both protections and restrictions on the ballot in Colorado. Yesterday, Ohio became the seventh state where voters have opted to protect abortion access over the past year. Coming up next, General Motors Autonomous Vehicle Unit recalls cars for software updates after dragging a pedestrian. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Are you tired of missing your favorite WMUL programming? <laughs> no worries. Check out WMUL's online archive at marshall.edu slash WMUL. Every episode of our news and sports programming, every story from the New Center 88 and FM 88 sports teams, and much more. marshall.edu slash WMUL. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that. Works with private landowners to protect wildlife, to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. Does searching for good music on the radio feel like a wild goose chase? Hey, goose! Hey, come back here! Don't you get away from me! Aha! Gotcha! Ow! Well, your chase is over. Because throughout the week, WMUL plays many genres of music. From hip-hop to jazz to many flavors of alternative, WMUL has just what you're looking for. So don't be like this guy. Stop it, goose! Tune in to 88.1 WMUL. The cutting edge. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists, Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Today, a federal jury convicted two longtime U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration supervisors of leaking confidential information to defense attorneys as part of a bribery conspiracy that prosecutors said imperiled high profile cases and the lives of overseas drug informants. The Manhattan jury found that John Costanzo Jr and Manny Riccio guilty of bribery and wire fraud after a two-week trial that cast a harsh light on DEA's handling of government secrets. Riccio and Costanzo join a growing list of more than a dozen DEA agents convicted of federal charges in recent years, 
including one who laundered money for Colombian cartels. A fire at a chemical plant in rural Texas had sent a massive flume of black smoke into the sky this morning, but was contained by the afternoon. Officials ordered residents around Shepherd, Texas to take shelter. They also closed an adjacent highway that connects the community to Livingston. Livingston and Shepherd are northeast of Houston. Officials say the explosion took place at Sound Resource Solutions, and one employee suffered minor burns, but was in stable condition. They say the fire was contained this afternoon. The Polk County Sheriff's Office said the flume was headed towards nearby Livis, excuse me, Livingston area. GM's Cruise Autonomous Vehicle Unit is recalling all 950 of its cars to update its software after one dragged a pedestrian to the side of a San Francisco street last month. The company says its documents posted by the U.S. safety regulators today that with the updated software, cruise vehicles will remain stationary in similar cases. The October 2nd crash prompted crews to suspend driverless operations nationwide after California regulators found its cars with a safety hazard. The California Department of Motor Vehicles revoked the license for Cruise, which was transporting passengers without human drivers throughout San Francisco. In the crash, a human-driven vehicle hit a pedestrian, pushing them in front of a Cruise autonomous vehicle. Three people have been charged with running a sophisticated commercial sex ring in Massachusetts and Virginia that catered to well-connected clients such as elected officials and military officers. Prosecutors allege today that the individuals used two websites and a net, excuse me, network of brothels in Massachusetts and eastern Virginia to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Acting Massachusetts U.S. Attorney Josh Levy said authorities believe potentially hundreds of people bought sex services from this ring, including doctors, lawyers, accountants, elected officials, military officials, government contract contractors, excuse me, professors, and executives at tech companies. A federal regulator says Citigroup intentionally discriminated against Armenian Americans when they applied for credit cards. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau said today that Citibank argued internally that Armenian Americans were more likely to commit fraud and referred to applicants as, quote, bad guys, unquote, or affiliated with organized crime. CFPB found that city employees were trained to avoid approving applications with common suffixes to Armenian last names or applications that originated in Glendale, California, where a large Armenian American population lives. The bank was fined $24.5 million and will pay $1.4 million to impact a excuse me, to impacted consumers. Citibank apologized for what it called fraud detection protocols. Coming up next, Trump will try to upstage the GOP debate with a rally targeting South Florida's Cuban community. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism in Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back, everyone, to Lexington, Kentucky. It is still survive and advance time. Welcome back in to Fifth Third Arena, Cincinnati, Ohio. The Marshall Thundering Herd 
lead the 24th ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats, back here at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Hunter Biden's attorney says subpoenas issued by House Republicans to members of President Joe Biden's family are a, quote, political stunt, unquote. Today's subpoenas are a most aggressive step yet by Republicans in an impeachment inquiry bitterly opposed by Democrats as testing the reach of congressional oversight powers. The move by House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer to subpoena the Democrat Excuse me, the Democratic president's son, Hunter, and his brother, James, comes as Republicans look to gain ground in the nearly year-long investigation. So far, the Republicans have failed to uncover evidence directly implicating the president in any wrongdoing. Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, says the investigation has been full of, quote, worn-out, false, baseless, or debunked claims, unquote. Ivanka Trump is testifying that she had no role in her father's personal financial statements, the documents central to the civil fraud trial that should or excuse me, that could reshape former President Donald Trump's family business. Trump's eldest daughter took to the witness stand today at the New York trial. Her father and her brothers, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, testified earlier. Ivanka Trump has been in her father's inner circle in both business and politics. But unlike him and her brother, she was dismissed as a defendant in the New York Attorney General's lawsuit. It alleges that Donald Trump's assets' values were fraudulently pumped for years on financial statements that helped him get loans and insurance. He and other defendants deny any wrongdoings. Republican businessman David Owen has won election to Virginia's House of Delegates against Democratic opponent Susanna Gibson. Gibson's campaign was appended by revelations that she engaged in sex acts with her husband on a pornographic website. Owen defeated Gibson in one of the state's most competitive districts in newly redrawn lines. Many political scientists said Gibson's chances were doomed after the Washington Post reported in September about Gibson's participation in live-streamed sex. Owen ran a campaign similar to those of Republicans across the state, focusing on parental rights and education, lower taxes, and crime. Donald Trump's next campaign rally is in South Florida, excuse me, in a South Florida suburb suburb, excuse me, is aimed at trying to upstage his Republican presidential rivals while they debate in nearby Miami. For his event tonight, the former president has picked Haley, which is a central which is central to South Florida's politically influential Cuban community and is all for Trump. A city council candidate used Trump's image on his own campaign signs. People nearing polling stations this week were red, quote, make America great again, quote, hats, and drove around with pickup trucks with flags bearing Trump's name. Trump supporters were camped out for more than a day in advance to get to the site where he is set to appear. The third Republican debate will prominently feature foreign policy and Israel's offensive in response to Hamas's attack. But the five candidates on stage are also hoping to distinguish themselves as the top rival to former President Donald Trump. They will try to do so without Trump being there. While the debate is going on tonight in Miami, Trump will be holding a rally in a nearby suburb. Many of the candidates have gone after each other, hoping to break out as a viable alternative to Trump. They emphasize their differences on foreign policy, but also rip Trump for criticizing Israel's prime minister and suggesting the militant group Hezbollah was, quote, very smart, unquote. And coming up, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ray Ranierson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communication careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash sojmc. Robin, are you seeing this? Yes, it seems like some sort of... There's someone here. What? It sounds like alternative and hip-hop and jazz and blues. Is that award-winning news of sports? Gee Wilkers, Batman, what's going on? It's, it's green, it's white, it's WNUL. 88.1, saving the world from bad radio. And where's Ari Dent? Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle, and it is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a sunny 78 degrees. Tonight we will dip down into the upper 60s, and tomorrow we will see highs around 68 with lows near 46 and some light rain showers expected throughout the day. As we look towards this week, on Friday we will see highs in the mid-50s and lows in the upper 30s with some light rain also expected. Today in weather history, on this day in 1987, thunderstorms over Texas produced locally heavy rains in the hill country with 3.5 inches reported at Lakeway and 3.72 inches reported at Anderson Mill. Thunderstorms over Louisiana produced hail an inch in diameter at Clay and at Provincil. Blustery northwest winds ushering cold air into western Kansas and into northwest northwest Texas gusted up to 46 miles per hour at Hill City, Kansas. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a sunny 78 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle. Thanks, Samantha. Now Ray Ranierson joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Emma. In Marshall Sporting News, in Marshall Men's Golf, the Thundering Herd gets to add to the family with the signing of Pennsylvania native Kale Ropitsky. Ropitsky finished tied for second in the 2023 PIAA Class 2A State Championships, which were played at Penn State University. Ropitsky enjoyed a successful year that saw him win the Tom Triba Classic at the Fox Hills Country Club. He would also go on to qualify for the U.S. Junior Amateur by earning Meadows honors at the Huntsville Golf Club, as well as making it through to the sectional level for the U.S. Open qualifying. Now on to Marshall Men's Soccer. Number 4 Marshall University Men's Soccer Team is set for its 2023 Sunbelt Conference Tournament semifinals against the Kentucky Wildcats. The last time these two teams met, Marshall was ranked number 1 in the nation, Kentucky got the best of Marshall last time out, winning 2-0. Marshall will look to write the passage this time around, where it counts the most, in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. First kick will be at 7 p.m. at Hoops Family Field in Huntington, West Virginia. In other sports news, in the NFL, the NFL's youth movement at quarterback reaches a new milestone. 
For the first time ever, every player who threw a pass in the NFL in Week 9 was born in 1990 or later, with 15 of the 28 starting quarterbacks last week aged 25 or younger. The run of quarterbacks born in 1970s ended with Tom Brady's retirement after last season. Injuries to Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Tannehill in a bye week for Russell Wilson kept the QBs born in the 1980s off the field last week. This was the first time since week six of the 2002 season that no quarterback born in the 1980s took the field. The Dallas Cowboys signed wide receiver Martavius Bryant, ending a five-year absence for a receiver suspended three times. Bryant last played in 2018 with the Raiders before they moved from Oakland to Las Vegas. He was indefinitely suspended over substance abuse violations late that season. The 31-year-old was a fourth-round pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2014 and spent four years with them. Over to the MLB, Shohei Otani's free agency sweepstakes off to a clandestine start at MLB's general manager meetings. All 30 Major League Baseball general managers have gathered this week at baseball's GM meetings in Scottsdale, Arizona. Privately, they're surely discussing the developing Otani sweepstakes, which could cost the winning team upward of $500 million. But publicly, questions about the potentially historic bidding have been met with careful statements. Even the team that employed the Japanese sensation the past six seasons, the Los Angeles Angels, doesn't seem to have a good read on his future. Otani is one of the most fascinating cases for baseball's free agency system since it began in 1976. If you think the World Series sped by, it did. Nine inning games averaged the fastest time in 27 years. Nine inning games averaged three hours, one minute, the fastest since 1996, according to the Elias Sports Borough. The first postseason of the pitch clock also included defensive shift limits in larger bases, leading to increased stolen bases and appearing to contribute to higher batting averages. Postseason nine-inning games overall averaged three hours, two minutes, down from the three-hour, 23 minutes last year and three hours and 37 minutes in 2021, the last season before the Pitchcom electronic pitch-calling device. That mirrored a regular season with an average game time of 2 hours and 40 minutes, the lowest since 1985. Robert Manfred said no major rule changes are planned for 2024. He wants to give at least another year before considering more innovations. That does it for the FM88 Sports team. I'm Ray Ranierson. Thanks, Ray. And coming up, the CMA Awards will pay tribute to Jimmy Buffett during a show hosted by Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning. Stay with us to find out more right after this on News Center 88. Mr. Detweiler, we're all finished. What? Your knee replacement went great, and it's all because of you. What did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything. Medical history, allergies. You asked us tons of questions. Huh. I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? We couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. 
It takes a team. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons with more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson. It's Friday afternoon and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is join an after-school program. Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. And finally today on New Center 88, the CMA Awards are back today to honor the top artists in country music with Lainey Wilson, Jelly Roll, Ashley McBride, and Morgan Wallen among the performers. Wilson is the leading nominee for the second year in a row, competing for Entertainer of the Year along with Carrie Underwood, Chris Stapleton, Morgan Wallen, and Luke Combs. Wallen, Stapleton, and Wilson are among the performers scheduled to take the stage at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena. The show airs live on ABC beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern and will stream the next day on Hulu. Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning will host the ceremony. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Luke Hamilton, Samantha Riddle, Ray Reinerson, Kate and Cisco, and for your entire New Center 88 team, I'm Emma Johnson, and your thought of the day is love of beauty is taste. The creation of beauty is art. Ralph Waldo Emerson.